This is Vanessa. And Vanessa. And this is Shit on the Table. We are a grooming podcast for groomers by groomers. We talk about the everyday life of grooming, hot topics, and tell your stories. Are you looking for ways to reduce no-shows? Have a hard time scheduling recurring clients? Switch to Mogo today. Mogo is an all-in-one software with smart scheduling for both mobile and salon. Some of my favorite features include auto reminders, online booking, and integrated payments with cards on file. You can use Mogo on your mobile device or desktop. Sign up with code SOTT to save 50% off the first month when you upgrade to the premium plan. Visit mogo.pet. Just want to say it is like 7.30 in the morning and we're both tired. <laughs> yeah, um, I was up all night uh, because uh, my whole family had this stomach bug. It started off my littlest one, and she threw up and then like slept for 12 hours, and then she was fine. And that was like in the beginning of the week. And then yeah. me and my mm-hmm. daughter at the same time, my uh, oldest daughter uh, got it. And I mean, we were firing out of both ends violently. Oh my God. And then the next day, it was like nothing happened. Wow. Yeah. It's a long-ass day of violence. Oh, yeah. And so (laughs) last night, um, my husband wasn't feeling too well. Um, And so all night, he was like throwing up. (laughs) (laughs) And so I've been up. So I sound like I'm hungover, but I'm not. Yeah. I was up all night, too, with with babies. Yeah, probably lingering anxiety from, like, having a buttload of people in your house, and you haven't had a lot a lot of people in your house in a while. Mm, no, it's mostly, like, the cleaning. I don't mind the whole bunch, like, the people being here. It's just, clean, you know, cleaning trauma from childhood. Like, did you not have a parent or parents that you literally had to have your house clean from head to toe before guests came? Okay, so we never had a lot of guests in our house. We never had houses for only a couple periods of my life did we have like houses mm-hmm. and or enough like a house. Well, even apartments, something no. that. But the trauma that I get is basically um, if something wasn't done right or if it wasn't done at all, because like we're kids. Like, we don't do it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, my mom would come in then and just throw everything on the ground and make us either redo it, do it right, or actually do it. Oh, my God. She would destroy, like, a kitchen, a room, a bathroom. Like, fuck it all up. Jesus. Yeah. No, we didn't have that kind. It was just that big one, you know, every weekend you clean your entire house. And so you'd spend, like, all day... From the moment you get up to the moment you go to bed, cleaning. And then, you know, especially if guests were coming, then my stepmom was kind of like on a tyrant all day long. Well, I'm stressed, tyranting. If you're having people over, wouldn't like if you're having people over for yourself, like clean your house. Right? But if you're having people over not for yourself, mm-hmm. there should be helping hands. Well, she did offer to help. And honestly, like I said, no, because the less I have to deal, the better. And my house does stay pretty clean. Yeah, that's. But it's just been such a busy week with babies yeah. that, like, 
like Henry's been he went he's going through his three C's early, clingy, cranky, and crying. And so, I didn't even know there was three C's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My children have always been clingy. So like I don't know. My kids are pretty good at like playing on their own and so like being extra clingy is not necessarily out of the norm, but it's not like the consistency. But anyways, so it was really hard to like get all my chores done this week. And as long as I stay consistently on my chores, then like my house isn't that bad. And so it was just a rough week, mostly with him. So then like kind of yesterday was playing catch up. Yeah. And like usually I wouldn't worry about it because that's like the whole idea of my new cleaning process. Is yeah. Like if you just don't get to it, I cleaned it last week, so I'll get to it next week. But like... I felt like I needed to be on it this week. Mm-hmm. So I played catch up, which I don't usually do. But anyways, so yeah, it's my brother's graduation party the day of this recording. So call me crazy, but <laughs> yeah. So um, I've been on this. Well, hold on. Let's start with Jordania's because which kind of falls in line with bringing up Instagram so I'm never on Instagram unless you needed it. Oh, wait, hold on. What? Let's talk about really quick my Bashans. My Bashan lady came back into town. So I'm working oh, yeah. two days so a week. It is, it's summertime now, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm working two days a week now. Mm-hmm. And she has two Bashans and a little old long-haired Maltese thing. And... I love these people. They're super great. I finally kind of met the husband today, and he's, like, not that bad looking of an, of an older dude. Like like Harvey's grandpa? Yeah, but taller and thinner. Harvey's grandpa was, like, pretty fit. Yeah, but, like, a thicker fit where this dude is, like, skin and bones fit. Like, oh. thin. Not skin and bones. Like that he, makes him sound emaciated. Okay, so like he's like a skinny, skinny. He was like a skinny guy. Yeah, just like skinny. Mm-hmm. And like taller. And, you know, but he was pretty good looking. So I'm like, girl, okay, I see the appeal. Like, when you got to get down, it's not that bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he probably has like old man butt when he's naked. <laughs> Everybody's going to have old man butt when they're naked at a certain age. I know. But, yeah, so she's back, and so I haven't done haircuts yet, but her puppy, Bichon, who's about a year, he, um, I don't know, usually the groomers from her other state are pretty on their A-game, and so, like, I don't have to do much, like, correction or anything or um, much of really anything. Yeah. You know, but... You just kind of have to keep the shape. Yeah, kind of. And, like, there's small corrections here and there. But for, I don't know if she went to, like, somebody new or something. But the puppy's head was, like, all over the place. Like, it was pretty lopsided. So, like, I had to, like, fix his head. I couldn't let him go back inside because they were just baths. And so I just, like, charged her extra. And she had, like, no idea. <laughs> she didn't even care. I'm just like, okay. So I made like $400 just for baths. So like, I'm down with this game. So then as I'm doing these haircuts, right, because I told Harvey like on every other week they do haircuts. Okay, she, so hold on. You're yeah. doing 
a bath every week. Yeah, they're so a weekly client. So you're making four hundred at least four hundred dollars every week on. Well, no, it'll be like three hundred because they're they usually only take me like three hours to do baths. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it'll be about three hundred, at least three hundred a week, going to one person's house, and then about four to five hundred every other week. Oh, a dium. Yeah. <laughs> For two dogs. For three dogs. Three dogs, I'm sorry. Because they had the two Bichons and the... Yeah, and the little Maltese thing. Yeah. So, like, I couldn't say no. Oh, I wouldn't fucking say no. (laughs) So. (laughs) Do you see the prices? Yeah. (laughs) Vegas is turning into California with no California benefit. Yeah. Kind of. Like, Nevada is slow. But we pretty much follow in California's footsteps. Yeah, but we still don't have any California benefits. They just bought, or they just sold, you know those apartments right there on Sahara? Right, like, after you cross the Strip, uh, after you cross Paradise, they're on the right-hand side. They're called Park Arms. There's a whole big news special um, that it was just bought for $30 million dollars. Right? Which doesn't seem like a lot of money. Wait, where is this? Park Arms. No, Paradise? Yeah, Sahara and Paradise. So right when you passed Para- Paradise going east um, on Sahara, it's like right after you pass Paradise. Is and this on the going right- on the, like going towards your house? No, going towards your house. So east. I'm trying to remember. Like, is is it past Maryland? Before Maryland. Before Maryland. It's before the Fruit Loop. It's before those weird shopping centers and that burnt down um, Leatherbees. It's an apartment, right? Anyway, it's all blocked off. It's it's always been like, it's always been kind of a hood apartment complex, right? And it's part of Old Vegas. It's right there close to the Strip. Um, and it was just sold for $30 million and there was a whole report that they're going to turn it into luxury condos. Why? Because they want to raise the prices of everything. And it's like, okay. No, the gentrification has started. Well, the gentrification has already started. But the thing is though, is that you, you can't just buy a apartment and put, that's the same thing that they did with that one luxury apartment behind, um, the world's biggest, uh, not thrift shop, um, Oh, the um, souvenir shop. Yes, that luxury apartment, um, like, tower right behind it. Yeah, it's right next to it. I know. They put that there thinking that, are they still, it's still considered a luxury, but it's not, like, full capacity, you know? It's not, well, like. And the side of the strip is not it's the one greatest. Of the, well, no, it's, it's scary over there. It, yeah, it's one, of the city. Most, it's one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in Nevada, and it's like literally only like 400 feet is like the most dangerous area in well, Nevada. Well, and who wants to live on this strip? Like, that's so weird to me. Of course, it was like outside investors from California, Florida, and all over the world. So it's like an investing company. So they think, oh, well, let's just pop up some luxury apartments in the most like decrepit area. <laughs> It makes no sense. Exactly. What they should do is invest into those businesses that are already there 
to like make the like business centers like better. Oh yeah, you for know sure. what I mean. And if you're gonna buy an apartment complex, fix it up. But like you're got you got to keep in mind the area. Well, that they're you're just gonna in. tear those down. No, they're going to fix. They're going to. It's just like what they did um, over by the college. They bought like those old hotel apartments. It, they all used to be hotels, and they turned them into apartments. But they tried making them luxury for college students. You've seen them. They look actually nice on the outside. Yeah, but they ended up being shit because they were decrepit. So they still have their problems. And they couldn't sell them for the prices. And that was like 15 years ago. It's all going to fall apart. But like my point is, is like the prices are going up because of gentrification. Yeah. But we're not getting the benefit that California has. Like they have a lot of more, they have a lot more social programs that are a little bit easier. You know what I mean? Because like if... If we start getting California prices, I am going to be low income. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that middle income status that it's I'm holding on by a thread. Like, well, that would be the case for us, too. Yeah, but then we have no benefits. Yeah, because we make too much n- 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 for no. the benefits. Like well, the, the social programs, yes. Well, the ones in California, you have to make like $160,000 not to get social benefits. Like you can... If you make under that, you... They must have changed that because when we were on social benefits when I was younger, they got taken away. And then we were on social benefits when we got here. And the moment my dad got, like, the smallest raise, they took them away. Yeah. Out here, it's been bad. In California, they raised it only because... um, Well, cost of living is so high. So you have to. Yeah. Like... You make I'm sure you have to make 100K to be poverty. No, you do. <laughs> so. Yeah. And th- that's per household. Like, if it's more than, like, two people in a house. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, raising you- prices. I mean, it's... I would definitely, like... Oh, yeah, that's how we got here. Yeah. The raising <laughs> of the prices <laughs> and gas and... Yeah. No, like, I've been thinking about it, but I haven't been able to justify it yet because I only work one day, two days, technically a week of raising prices again by a couple dollars because one gallon is like you know over five dollars yeah and then you know i don't just use a gallon of gas i'm using multiple gallons so just for like a couple gallons of gas it's fifteen dollars you know what i mean just to see the person yep and then not even to top it off but my truck you go through a lot of gas hauling and even vans, you know, cause they're heavy. So yeah. you're going through gas. And so it's just like, it's, is there anything that can, like you can add on to your trailer to offset the cost? No. no. Okay. Not that know. wouldn't be thousands of dollars. Like inverters. If I did like a full electric battery system, it's thousands of dollars. Wow. To get a good one. Yeah. And then you have your generator inverter, which still uses gas, but not as much gas. Yeah. Thousands, thousands of dollars. So it's still a pretty large investment. Yeah. That obviously you don't have up front. And no matter. No. No matter if you have an extra day, extra $400 day, it doesn't. It's no. not. It's not going to accumulate to that. No. <laughs> Even when I was at full capacity and like working five days a week, I still wasn't able to get the generator inverter. Because like the. The best of the best is the Honda. And so, which I don't even think would be able to power every, like, 
I'm so spoiled with the generator that I do have, even though it's loud. And she doesn't, like, eat up gas, but, like, you know, she uses gas. Yeah. And so I can run everything. So I don't know. Oh, speaking of generators, I had someone come and look at my trailer. <laughs> Forgot. <laughs> yeah, someone... Um, We've mentioned him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've mentioned him on our podcast before, on one of our episodes. And he is, like, the... He listens, kind of, by the way. So, (laughs) he, um... He owns, like, a big fleet out here. Currently eight vans, but I don't think all eight are running because he wants to move down to six. But he opened up a salon also. Yeah. Not too far from you. Yeah, I know. That salon is... Which, I didn't know it was in the shopping center that it is in, across the street from that Albertsons or Smith's mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. There's a mobile grooming van that... Parks up parks right next to it. Right next to his salon. Yeah. They were the original owners of that location. Really? Yeah. I, that was a perfect location. That was, it used to be like an old Italian sandwich shop. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. And then I was... They closed, and it was way when... Uh, before... Any anybody branched off on their own. I was talking to Chris when we first moved out there. I was like, this would be a perfect location for yeah. a salon because it's a really pretty shopping center. And it's a really small shopping Very center, Very small. And there aren't, honestly, other than Petco, Caddy Corner, there isn't a lot of shops or no, there's salons a, over there. No, there's a salon that opened up in the Albertsons Shopping Center. Oh, I didn't know. Right by that 808 Sushi Place. It's a membership one. So you have to have a monthly membership. Oh, he was telling me about that, where it's yeah. like $15 a month just to bathe dogs. Yeah. Unlimited. Yeah. $15. Yep. It's not free. You don't get to bathe them for free. No. It's still $15 for a large dog. Unlimited. Monthly. Service. $15 a month no. for unlimited baths. That's the membership. Yeah. The membership. That's what I'm talking about. But you still have to pay the bath on top of it. So what the fuck's the membership for? Just to be a member. The same thing as Barks Parks. You have to have a member. It's genius. It's genius. Because... So you don't get, like, any perks? That is your perk. To be able to walk through my doors? Yes. Interesting. Yes. A lot of grooming salons are doing that now. Because it covers the overhead cost. And then the actual appointment time is the labor. So a lot. Well, I don't know if everyone's doing it, but I know of Posh. They just went full membership. Uh, Sarah Druins. Yeah, she's been doing it for a couple years. Yeah, but she just went like officially a hundred percent only membership only. Yeah, I saw her announced on her Instagram. Yeah, and that's the same thing for Barks Parks. Like you can use and pay for the facility, but you have to provide the membership. And I like what they do because they do a yearly membership. Um, versus a monthly membership. Yeah. And the $15 monthly membership could just be a wash and whatever. Um, but it's like, you don't pay $15 a month to get your dog washed. And meantime, you want. It's it's $15 probably a month to get that membership discount. So, like, you still have to pay for everything. Hmm. Yeah, because the way he was explaining it was not the case. But anyway, so he came and looked... Um, so he came, so he, I had hit him up one day cause like, 
I like dragging people into my spirals. (laughs) 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 And me and Harvey, we've been struggling since I left work. And it's really hard to live, you know, on one person's income these days. Yes, it is. And so... We've always gone back and forth on expanding because that's kind of the only way that will get us out of any sort of hole. And progress is part of capitalism. You have to keep moving forward if you want to make that yeah. capitalist coin. <coughs> well, I mean, we live in a capitalist system. Well, For, it's, you're right. So I you're right. have to. It's, it pushes you. You have no choice. Yeah, I have no yeah. choice. Um, but I do have a choice, and I'm still not going to expand. But I had asked him, like... Uh, like what is the trick like dude like you have a fucking tesla you have two maseratis or but whatever like wrapped and shit yeah like what is it like what is the the it, thing and it was like only a couple years right yeah he, he just like got one van and then it just we didn't know that he had that many vans yeah he just boomed and so he was like telling me about it and really like what it came down to is there is no trick and this just, was the conversation that I was having online. And he's like, yeah, you just do it. And I was like, okay, thanks. Like, I could have, so I'm just overcomplicating everything. Just get my legals in order. And then that's it. Just go into debt. And he was like, yeah. And then. We Which were, is very true to a degree. Yeah. And so I was just like, okay. Um he was asking me about my business and all that stuff. And I told him, you know, I had a trailer with no overhead, blah, blah, blah. And him being himself, you know, he's a groomer, but also a very business mind and like drive. And then like maybe a couple weeks later, he was like, Hey, can I come take a look at your trailer? And I instantly knew cause he heard overhead. He was like, cha-ching. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like you come take a look at my trailer. And so we, we set up a time and he comes and looks and, He's, like, pretty impressed and, like, was head over heels about my AC units because I turned it on for him. And he was, like, it's really cold in here. And I was, like, fuck, yeah, it's cold in here. Like, it's it's nice. Dual AC. Like, you're, like, fuck that summer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it gets hundreds out here. And then you're in a little box and you expect one AC unit to do the fucking trick. Like, nah, homie. So... This is what this is what's going on. And so you can turn everything on on my generator, everything except for the the second AC unit in the blow dryer. That's when it starts to flutter. And so, but as long as I either turn the AC down low or turn the blow dryer down low, then I can have dual on for like so long. But he was just like super impressed, was asking about, you know, how much it costs, how quickly it got everything paid off and like just sent him everything that I had. And so he's building a trailer now <laughs> for some guy that just does baths. He is like a dude that just does baths. And he has his um, hauling license for like semis and stuff. So he's building it out for a specific person. But like he's telling me about owning a business and it just sounds like such a boner killer. And I'm like, I don't think I want this but I always say that and then like I'm like oh but I could make a little bit more money but he's like all of his stuff is trashed because people don't care they ding the 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 vans they don't 
detail clean. He's like, you literally have to just like lower your expectations. And I'm like, I don't want to lower my expectations. I want someone who's going to either not necessarily, I'm not talking about quality. I want someone's work ethic to match mine and quality can come later. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like if I can find somebody at their core work ethic like me, then yeah. But so there was one thing though that he was telling me that seems a little shady. So if you're listening, <laughs> this is just our opinion. This is well, you know, like I told him, like I don't see him as competition, but I also keep up with his business because I want to match his prices or be higher. And I told him straight up, like, I'm constantly checking in. I was like, when you, I'm like, how much are you now? He's like, well, I'm 95. And I was like, okay, well, I'm $100 an hour. <laughs> you know, like, I'm always trying to match him because he does have a very good work at, like, business mind frame. Yeah, but he, with, he, his increases are gradual, but they're, like, appropriate. Yeah, but with a business mindset, sometimes <sighs> you get a little iffy we'll say so he was telling me about it i was like how like how are you able to like afford all this stuff because you're telling me like you're in massive amounts of debt and for his business and then you know his prices are only like 95 well what he does is he takes 15 off the top automatically so his groomers get 45 percent commission and so he, at the end of the day, takes 15%, or $15, excuse me, $15 off the top of the groom, okay? So then that makes it $80. The groomers only get commission off of the 80 and not the 95 And I believe he does that for every single dog. So it doesn't matter if it's a multiple dog home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just kind of like, wow, that's like, and then they do four twelves. Nope. That is too much. Yeah. Physically too much for me. And I said that I was like, wow, that's a lot. Like that's a lot, a lot. I wouldn't have time to clean if I had to do four twelves. No, like you don't leave room for anything, anything else. So, so that comes down to. Like, if we did the math, about $36. So, you make $36 per dog that you do, right? Yeah. If you're a groomer. But... That's like, if you're doing a dog an hour. That's if you're only doing a dog an hour. Yeah. That doesn't factor in drive time. Exactly. It doesn't... So, it's much less than that because you have to remember when you're a mobile groomer and you're doing a dog an hour, it's technically a dog every hour and a half depending on your drive time. So, so let's say 36 divided by 1.5 would be about $24. Yeah, so they're making about $24 an hour because you have to factor in that drive time because that's, you're not off the clock yeah. driving. You're still working, but you're not actually grooming anything. Yeah. So that's why I personally don't like commission for mobile grooming because it just doesn't make sense. Your groomer needs to be paid for that drive time. I personally don't like commission anymore now that i just in general i hate just it. in general like i i don't dislike commission i just don't i don't like i don't like commission without the hourly yeah and that and, and it, you still need to be compensated for your time 
Yeah. If you are on the clock. And like you said, with mobile, it's drive time. Should you get paid the full 24 for the drive time? That's debatable. That is between you and the owner, right? Yeah. But you're still driving. Yeah, you need to be paid for that. You're not getting... And that's why, like, these mobile groomers probably aren't taking care of your fleet because they're not being I'm gonna compensated. Drive as fast as I can So from point A to point B. I didn't know. When I used to work for a mobile grooming company, <laughs> she had GPS trackers on her van. And if you went over a certain speed, it would red flag you. And she said, like, on she didn't care that I was speeding because she wants me to get from point A to point B as fast as possible as long as I didn't wreck her van. Yeah. I was doing 90 <laughs> on the freeway. She's like, yeah, like... On the daily, I'm getting alerts about driving. She's like, but I get alerts from everybody. And it's because you're not giving us enough time for in between. Yeah. And so, like, I'm having to drive 30 minutes in, like, a 20-minute time frame. So, of course, I'm going to be doing fucking 90 on the freeway. Just, like, you know, trying to get there as quickly as possible. Yeah. And so, like, it's... That's stressful. Yeah. And you're not being compensated for that stress. No. And that danger. Exactly. Possible ticket that you are still probably going to be responsible for. Yes. Oh, my God. See, that's a little stressful. Just thinking of even diving more further into it is a little stressful. It it feels a little unfair. Well, because they don't set their groomers up for success. And if your prices reflect, then you should be able to pay a good wage without having to stress out your groomers. So then here's the here is the thing. How do you profit off of someone else's labor in a non-exploitative way? You have higher prices so that you can actually afford your employees so that you can make a profit off of them doing 4 to 5 dogs a day mobile. But you have to also be okay that the profit margin is probably not... It's not as high. And that's where greed steps in. Yeah. Because you're seeing... And my husband gets into that greed mindset all the time. I think most of us do. It, well, no, and to, because... Unless we're talking about it. Like, I think at the, in the beginning, we were I, like, oh, that's that's money. Like, two Maserati. Fuck yeah. Like Yeah, but I don't see it that way. Like, I honestly don't. I see... I feel the physical pain. Yeah. And I can see that, yes... Sure, I will be making buco more dollars if they do eight dogs a day or ten dogs a day. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to make fucking bank. But, like, I've been doing this long enough to know that it is not fair for anybody else's body. And that is not fair for anybody else's time. I want them to be able to treat the dogs with respect and not feel stressed in between. Like, drive time in between clients should not be stressful. It should be, like, you can take your time. You, here's the window. Yeah. Be mindful. De-stress in between dogs. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's what I take for, I would want my employees to be able to do what I do on the daily. Yeah. And that is be stressed free, you know? And I didn't really become too stress free until after I had kids. And so like, I'm never on time anymore because I don't even leave my house on time. But I'm not stressed because I'm only doing three to four dogs a day. Yeah. But I'm also making what I was making back then in one day doing less dogs. Mm-hmm. Because my prices are way higher. So if your prices are higher, then it that will reflect in your profit even doing less dogs. And so then your employees shouldn't have to be so stressed. Yeah, because... 
It's true. But you're... Sorry to cut you off. No. But your pay should... That's, like, where it does get tricky because your pay can't be too high, but it can't be too low. So you have to, like, figure what you want to pay your employees, and then that's when you would, like, price hike. Change your prices. So if you want to pay your employees $30 an hour then your prices need to be able to afford that 30 plus taxes and profit. So you shouldn't be eating your employees. You should be eating your clients' pockets. Makes sense. Yeah. For sure. You shouldn't exploit the labor that... Yeah, exploit your clients, not your employees. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Which is also good, though, because if you're, if you're a groomer and you say, I want to make $30 an hour... They say, well, I can do 50% commission, and you're like, look at their prices. You know you'll make that $30 an hour if you do 12 dogs, so it's probably not realistic. Exactly. So, like, if you want to make $30 an hour, go to the owner and say, hey, I want to make $30 an hour. And either they can do it or they can't. Exactly. So, but yeah. So, yeah, he was just telling me about that, and I was just like, I know that I'm, doesn't seem chill. I'm on, on this huge, like democratic social like like i don't want to say employee owned but like almost non-profit kind of like situation where you just kind of factor in the salary and then you go for like low profit margin profit sharing or no profit at all because if you're if you're if you think about it you're just looking profit is just everything after right yeah it is everything after Mm -hmm. all of your expenses and everything so it is all the extra and that bothers me that lingering extra when why don't you just pay yourself more or just have low profit right so like if everybody is making fifty six thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars a year then you start seeing a higher profit then you know maybe you can afford a raise better equipment you know just put it back yeah but that's kind of how you run a business, though. So, like, if you're doing the, um, which we've talked about this book on here, uh, Profit First, your money does go back into the business. Well, yes. Like, Profit First, the, so, the title is so misleading because it's not necessarily Profit First because you're breaking up your income yes. that is coming in. So, it is a smarter way of breaking up the income. But the idea, he even explains it in the beginning of the book, that the idea of profit is everything after. So, yeah. you are doing everything. So, ev- that's like how you run a business. That's how you run a business. But in the profit first model is saying that you take 1% off the top every time you get a transaction. Every time you get a transaction or every time a project is done, you take 1% and you put it away. And ideally, that is that's a good way to do things because it's you're not 1% though. It's, he he just recommends to start off at 1% and work your way up every quarter. So you can divvy it up. I don't up. think that's right. It, it I read the book twice. So is Harvey. Oh my God, you haven't. No, I haven't. He just explains it to me. So, but like when we first started it, each thing was set up already to the percent that you'd had to put in. So when your income all comes in, it goes into one count and each account has its own percent that takes. He has, he has a mathematic formula that you can do based on your numbers. But he also has another formula that if you do not know your numbers all the way, Mm -hmm. you're just starting off, he says to start off at 1%. It doesn't matter the percent that goes into the profit. What Mm -hmm. he's saying is that 
each transaction or each project or each groom, you take the profit and put it away. Yeah. So you're never looking at the numbers in the after. You're always just doing then. So the idea is, is um, in traditional way you run a business you're running everything normally and at the either at the end of the week or end of the quarter Mm -hmm. or fiscal year you run the numbers and see where your profit is at and that is after everything so you will either be in the negative or in the positive after everything is said and done where he is budgeting everything so that way it is within those um percentages so if you're running at your business at 75% of the income from the business, it never is supposed to go further than the 75%. Otherwise, you need to make personal changes within the business, right? So it's just a way of saving and structuring the business differently. It's a really great thing. Yeah. But at the same time, you can still structure your business a little bit more ethically if you have employees. So if you're factoring salary, that still goes into a business expense. Yeah. Right? So if you're... Uh, profit is or your income is is getting larger and so every quarter you you can make your profit higher and the profit is higher but like the the income is uh, high too you can ethically look at your profit is high and your income is high you can you know you have a little extra money you can take that and put that into either your business or your Mm -hmm. employees or if you want to be an asshole, just take it yourself. But yeah. you you can structure it that way. So what I'm saying is that you can have a low profit. I wouldn't say... I don't like that you said you can be an asshole. <laughs> because at the same time, like, I, I get the employee shared method. And I think it's great. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think we should necessarily condemn small business owners. I don't. For taking that bonus. I. It's not... How do I explain this? I have a thing where you're exploiting labor. But if you're not exploiting labor... Then there's no issue. But, yes. It's like, don't get me wrong. Businesses who exploit definitely need to see, do a change. Because I think you can ethically run your business nicely. Yeah. And also still benefit from running a business. So I don't necessarily think you have to do this employee shared method. No, this is just what should, I've been like yeah. having a boner for. This yeah. is just what I'm like, ooh, that sounds nice. But I don't want like our listeners to be like, well, I'm not an asshole. No, no, no. <laughs> but like if you have like a huge bonus of income, you can just take it. You but can. you can also make your employees' lives a little bit better or structure it like where it makes everybody's lives a little bit better. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know record sales profits and everybody's labor has made it yeah and you can still get some profit also on top of it it's still your business you're still the boss it's still your your responsibility even if they leave so you're always going to want to have more and that's understandable yeah that's not there's nothing wrong with that you don't have to go full on I'm just saying this is just what I've been like feeling. Yeah. Well, it's because, you know, large corporations literally don't take care of anybody and it's horrible. No. And if, yeah, some, some of them give you benefits, but it feels like, like barely. if it barely, they do, they barely take care of you, mm-hmm. but they, they almost it's, strangle out the other small businesses. So the small businesses can't take care of you either. Yes. Like you feel well, and trapped. It's too, like not just that, but we have like this mindset and that like 
not just talking about groomers. I'm talking about like people in general. Like yeah. people have this mindset that like they are, need to always um, have like the best of the best or have the most. And it's like we'll never have the most in comparison to the people who do have the most. Like we're never gonna get there. Yeah. Like it's very rare. Mm-hmm. And like the instances that those people do get there. They kind of already had capital to begin with. And so, um, but anyways, so, but like, we don't have to exploit labor. No. We can still live a decent life without exploiting people. Yes. But anyways, I think we're... Sorry. <laughs> gone too far. Um, but so... It was a good topic, though. It was. <laughs> it was. And so, um, but yeah, so I had someone come look at my trailer and just learned some interesting things and it's just another thing of like I won't do this like if I do own a fleet there I wouldn't want to own a big fleet just enough to where like we're ahead and not having to struggle too much but also I want to make sure that like my employees aren't struggling too much either yeah and it's like you still have to I don't think even at a hundred dollars an hour charging hourly I still don't think that's enough to cover employees. Like, I feel like I need to be $200 an hour to have the vision that I want. And I just don't know in this climate is doable unless I'm only, like, doing the richy rich people. Yeah. I mean, so. you'll, I mean, you'll never know unless you try. And you can always start off small and work your way up. Um, yeah. Having a good plan or structure around it you know yeah and i'm at like this spot where like i could just start fresh like keeping my my day that i have already with my clients keeping it very small and he did give me a really cool idea is like just starting off with the trailer and um having them groom three days three to four days a week because i will i will never be open seven days a week it will never happen and he's just like, that's leaving money on the table. And I'm like, I know that. Somebody else can have that money. <laughs> Somebody else can have Sunday Mondays. I am not worried about it because I need a mental rest day. I need a day where I don't have to worry about my business. I need days where like we could just leave out of town and not have to worry about my groomers on the road. And because you are never off if you were open seven days a week, even if you weren't the one physically working. Dude. I didn't think about it that way, but it makes sense because, yeah. yeah, And I always hate it when the owner, like when I work for the owner and there's an issue and she tells the managers to take care of it when she's gone. And they like, they only come to her because they have no fucking clue and she needs to be aware. And that would be fucking annoying. Yeah. On your days off. But it's open seven days a week so mm-hmm. like you're literally never, never off. off and so like sh- you get bitchy or pissy mm-hmm. that your employees are calling you but it's your you problem. can never go to ibiza you know what i mean like you just can't oh go. i saw that post <laughs> <laughs> what Monica. a cooker <laughs> i know <laughs> i'm just saying like you can't do anything you can't go take a trip that's four hours away just for the weekend because <clears throat> you yeah. might be bothered and so like i need I need to have at least the two days. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, he is just like, that's money on the table. And I'm like, that's fine. I don't care. Like, my mental health is way more important. And then two, like, then we're all off on the same time frame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just so much easier that way to me. 
but what was my point? I don't know, but that's a really good, that is really great business advice. Yeah. I think so. No, Just it's like, amazing if you think about it. Yeah. Cause you, you're, you get that mental break. You're never fully on all the time. It just feels stronger. Yeah. You know, less sometimes is more. Yeah. And that feels like such a strong, like, foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want everybody to be, like, my employees, my hypothetical employees, on the same level as me. Yeah. I want to work for you so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, my point was having them work three to four days a week, just using my trailer, like, training them. Yeah. And then if I like being an owner then start investing because I don't that's the other thing is like I love the idea of trailers I think it's great that I learned on a trailer and like I get such boners driving my trailer yeah and so but I know other people aren't going to have the same rager as I do so I'd have to get them a van you know just to be fair and like something easier to drive something easier something that you don't have to struggle in and Less that, insurance, probably? No, it's still about the same. Uh, Actually, I think it's more, to be honest. Um, but, so, you know, I'd have to invest in a van and go into debt. <laughs> and so I'm not, like, in debt. I hate debt. I hate it so much. Um, but, yeah, so. But that makes sense when he said that. Like, if you're not using the trailer, why let it sit? Let somebody else use it. Yeah. Um, but that means... Uh, you're, and technically, you're still investing in the beginning because you're to, you're investing time and training. Yeah. And that's another thing. I wouldn't have anybody to watch my babies while I'm training because I work on Harvey's days off. So I wouldn't be able to go out on the road. Well, who's to say in... Well, if you're not doing it right away, who's to say like a couple months down the line or a year down the line, your babies are like totally okay to like just do a little ride along. You know what I mean? Yeah. And insurance bringing on another driver might not be as expensive as like reinsuring a whole nother business. Yeah, because I would just be adding them onto my insurance and yeah. adding them onto my <coughs> drive list. But yeah, so that was kind of like that. And then um, I've been more active on Instagram. I love Instagram. I'm never on Instagram as much anymore because I'm obsessed with TikTok. Yeah. But I've never not loved Instagram. I've never really known how to use it. So I'm like learning. So the reason why I'm on Instagram is because... I put it, I'm trying to put a time limit on my social media use at home. So you're divvying it up? Yeah, so I get an hour on TikTok, an hour, and this is like throughout the whole day, an hour for Facebook. And so then I'm like, well, now I'm going to have to put a time limit on tic- Instagram, okay? Because now I'm spending more time on Instagram. <laughs> and so I didn't, like I said, I didn't put a timer on it because I'm like, it's fucking Instagram. I don't use Instagram. Like, what even is Instagram? I just post on it usually. And then I like how you're falling it. in love with it at the worst time for Instagram. It, why is it the worst time? Because they just changed their format. Well, yeah, they were bought out by Facebook forever ago. Oh, no, no, no. But they also, like, you know how they have, like, updates? Like, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah everybody has updates well this newest update is basically more along the lines of like um how tiktok is so which really sucks because you're not going to get those more exciting posts um you get more reels you're going to get more reels it's going to be more censored oh i mean i didn't notice anything because like i never really really used it 
So like, and the algorithm is still it, it's it's yeah still, the algorithm is I don't it's a lot of ads and a lot of sponsored. It is. It's getting worse. Um, so what it used to be was like, cause I have two Instagrams. I have my personal and then yeah. I have my dog one. And so when I go on my, when I go on my dog Instagram, it is just all grooming content. And then Asian, um, Asian fusion, Asian fusion and Asian cooking. <laughs> That's all it is. And so I have, well, you technically have three too. Cause the Vanessa squared, I haven't been able to figure out how to delete that. Um, but I have three also. I have, but I don't have a personal Instagram. I have classic tales. Then I have the Vanessa squared and then I have shit on the table. And so I run the shit on the table account, but like, I kind of just use it kind of like as a personal account now because <laughs> I don't have one and I really don't want four accounts. But anyways, so I went through one night. I was like, you know what? I should be a little bit more active. I should start following people back. But I remember back in the day, it was like, oh, you don't follow a lot of your followers because it makes you look better. So kind of like a Instagram elite, elitist mindset. But so I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I want to see like people shit. So like I started like following like a bunch of people and I went through and I started following like the big wigs and stuff like that. And so I'm following a lot of international stuff. Yeah. I went and looked for Canine Connection and they don't actually have a US page. So it's like um, Canine Connection in Italy. And so like I have a lot of stuff I just can't even read on Instagram. And I'm like, kind of, where did I, how did I get here? I follow like people in Mexico. I follow people in like Europe and like they're, oh, and then in just like the Asian culture, I follow a lot of people there. And I have to say by far, I was noticing something last night. I was like, you know, seems like everywhere else it's like Steve French. Breed standard. Breed standard. Breed standard. And then I see my Asian posts and it's like, fuck that. We're going to make them look like dolls. And I'm like, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> it's just really funny that way how like my feed is. But yeah. Though, okay. So like, I'm just like so drawn in. And I, I was huge into the Asian fusion a while ago. Yeah, you're the one who got me into it. Yeah. And this was 2015, 14. Yeah. You got me into the Asian fusion. Like, we literally took a seminar with Risa Wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. Um, She's and, so cool. Yeah. And w- immediately when we found out about this style. Yeah. Like, and we, she was on, she was participated again in the Jordania. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm just like obsessed on Instagram, like just sending so many videos. <laughs> there was one that fucking blew my mind. Like I couldn't stop thinking about it. He was doing a Bashan, I think, and he took the clippers on the back of the legs, like a guard comb. Yeah. On the back of the legs, and then like scissored the rest, and it looked amazing and I was like I need to do this on my Bichons 
because I suck at the front legs. The front legs are like such a foreign space to me for some reason. So the front legs are always really difficult. We saw, um, we we were at a seminar, and I don't know if you recall, but this lady was um, doing the front legs, and she showed us a trick on how to do the front legs. So of course, the left leg, because I'm right-handed, is always, or the the dog's right leg, yeah, because same. I'm right-handed, is always going to be the easiest for me to uh, trim and shape up. The left leg is easiest for me. The left leg is not the easiest for me. Like the I'm left right-handed. standing in front, that leg is easiest for me. Like the dog facing me, Yeah, my left is the easiest. Yeah, which would be the dog's right. Okay. Yeah. If it's your right... Yeah, it's the opposite. It's, it's the opposite. Okay. So, yeah, so the right leg is the easiest for me. And so when you sent me that, I was like, I started doing that because I got so sick and tired of getting that... Because the, the post was he guard combed... Just the back. The back and a little bit of the side. The, yeah. Like about, I want to say, a quarter or a th- like not, not even a third of the side. I think it was just like the size of the clipper. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was just head. like the back and then just kind of like a little bit of a... What is that angle? 60 degree angle? I don't know, dude. Okay. Well, anyway... All I know is this is 90. That's 90. So like... This is, I think, like... 30. Yeah, so about a 30 degree angle from the back into the side. So it just took off like almost like five, like it took off a couple minutes of scissoring, in my yeah. opinion. It looked fabulous, and I just know I won't be able to execute it. Because <laughs> it's anxiety, right? So yeah. it's so funny because when you, when you started sending me those, I was like, I do this because I saw those uh, Instagram posts like years yeah. ago, and I do it because I have. Uh, such a heavy hand when it comes to scissoring in general yeah and so like I mess up all the time even though I'm pretty good at scissoring and I know like my like hands hurt after a while so I just really want to like scissor like the prettiest areas so that way when you look at the dog it looks really <laughs> uniform you like, the rest I, for real though dude for real and so like I always forget to just clipper the back legs just clipper the inside of the back legs who cares? Yeah. Clipper them shorter. They're going to get pissed on anyway. Like, clipper them shorter. And I was, like, taught not to do that. Like, don't yeah. clipper yeah, you the inside of the back legs. You scissor it and you leave. But, like, then I started seeing people doing tricks where just leave the front yeah. of the back legs and fucking clipper almost all of the damn dog's legs. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm like, fuck, you know what? these whole traditional standards and like these they're not telling you you have to see the tricks mm-hmm. like these professional show groomers are doing these tricks well, on I don't the think daily they do these in the ring i think this is it, it looks show material Oh, it does it looks a fucking amazing but i think like not i shouldn't say the ring but on the stage i think they're like critiqued also on their scissoring skill oh, i i guarantee it but like we're always looking but we are trying to get that look in half the time exactly and i love those fuchsia grooms i love like the pet grooms yeah and i love the pet grooms highlighted like that because when you showed me um the one with the bellington i don't even know if that particular cut that that person did was like a show quality bellington but it had it feel it, it felt like it beautiful yeah like beautiful just wanted to eat it up and i don't think bellingtons are all that cute to be honest <laughs> i like their personalities 
Yeah, I remember our old manager, Spellington, was super sweet, psychotic until the day she died, like ball crazy, like cookie. She said that she would bleed all the time too, because like ball was life. Oh yeah, no, that dog had like tumors well, and health issues. Yeah, well, they're working dogs. They make them look like that, I think, so that they look like little lambs, and because I think they um, are like protectors or something. Well, they're terriers, so I know that they like go after stuff yeah but yeah so you're re rekindling your love for asian fusion kind of yeah and like i just want to buy all these things that like i can't afford so i want to buy those things and i'm not even grooming i know so i actually just started up on like a note to send to some of my clients uh-huh. I don't know if I'm going to send it, and I don't know how to end it, but basically it's saying I'm semi-retiring at this point in time, but my clients that I've seen forever, I will continue to see, only if they're small dogs, and only at my house, and I told them that there'd be a price hike, and that I would be complicated because technically I'm disabled, and you can only come when I'm having good days, and only on certain days. <laughs> But if you want me, and I'm, like, telling them, like, hey, I'm going to be an issue. It is going to be hard to see me. But if you want me, I will do it if I'm feeling better. Because I've been feeling much better um, pain-wise. And, yeah, so I don't know if I'm going to send it. I don't know if I'm going to do it. But basically, it's just, like, if I can get a maybe one or two dogs a week yeah, at my house do a little small price hike for inflation and another one after I factor in everything just to get a little not even a little extra income just like to make sure like I don't know I'm like I said like well, mentally, I know you miss working yeah I mentally I'm not ready to leave yeah physically it may be different and you know my clients are already saying like where are you can you come back in eight weeks yeah no do you mind your fucking business? Well, I mean, I haven't been working for six months. Yeah. For so. a reason. Well, yeah. That, I, it's a very they important need to reason. Be, they need to be telepathic and read the room. That's just what it is. <laughs> Most of them have, and some of them have not. Jesus. Some people need to let, like, and I let definitely the fuck up. I definitely won't be talking to the people that don't read the room. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's also another couple, like, I know I'm not going to be able to see because... They took their puppy somewhere. And it was a puppy, and I wouldn't want to put that pressure on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're not going to grow Mila, right? I, right? Never, I never said it. I haven't talked to her in months. Good. Don't. I have not talked to Ignore. her in months. Ignore. Delete. I want to hope that she's dead. <laughs> that talk was so evil. So evil. To the point, like, where mom was scared of her evil. No, mom still and you know what mom loves her so much like she has all these health issues it's like such a toxic relationship didn't you say she used to leave the harness on she has she was to leave too no, scared to take it off she still leaves the harness on she never takes the harness off i put the harness on and the harness stays on because milo is aggressive with mommy and will bite the fuck out of mommy and mommy loves her but when she got sick she started becoming more affectionate with her mommy and it made my client more sad, like, because she can't. And it's, she does everything for that dog, too. I know. Everything the for dog that dog. The dog was spoiled. Oh, spoiled. Like, she's, she was taking it to a holistic dermatologist because the dog has, like, 
either Crohn's or um, Cushing's. They don't know. Lost all its hair. Came bald. (laughs) TikTok was so evil. Oops. Um, So, being back on Instagram, I've been following uh, Groom Haas. I just say it now. Why do you make you so mad? It literally (laughs) puts like a pit in my stomach. I can see it every time I say Groom Haas. It's like (laughs) this look happens. It's fucking amazing. So I'm just gonna continue to say it until I literally die. So I follow Groom Haas, (laughs) and they had the luxury of uh, doing a live for Jordania's. And so I missed the live. Um, I'm really bummed because I wanted to see it. But because I still don't understand necessarily what it is because there's dancing. There were aerialists there. Like, it's a full fucking, like, thing. Like, it's a thing. There's, like... Cirque du Soleil grooming? Yeah! Like, I saw, he, you know, he's been posting highlights and stuff, like, yeah. on the, his actual page. And I'm like, what the fuck? There's something coming from the ceiling. Like, air, like they're, they're doing shows. There's, like, a boy band there. They're, like, are the groomers the boy band? Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, what is happening there? Like, I need to go. <laughs> I need to experience this. And then, like, there's five groomers, like, on a stage. Maybe not five, but you know what I mean. There's, like, a number of groomers on a stage all grooming at the same time. And so I'm like, is this a competition? But then there's, like, another clip where it's just, like, Jay Scruggs and Sue grooming on the stage alone. I'm like, so then this has to be a teaching place. Like, what is going on here? But then isn't it only invitation only? So it's not like everybody can be there? No, I think you just can buy tickets to go but i think to participate it's probably invite only yeah because they want the best of the fucking best so and the most popular yeah it is a popularity contest they look you have to have socials on that one but anyway i think you can get all of um tony's content on groom house like if you're a house member or whatever i think it was a live only but i could be wrong so if somebody does have that membership let me know because i want to see the jordania or whatever yeah and arturo has a school yes in portugal yes i want to go so bad i love arturo's stuff I really do. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I am such a fangirl, fangirl for a lot of our tarot stuff. And there's stuff that I hate. I really, really hate. But the stuff that I love from our tarot, I yeah. really, really love. So, like, I would love to go check out. Because I even said before, like, I got sick and, like, had all these problems. Yeah. I wanted to go to the Utsumi um, shop. They have the factory warehouse in the area that I was going to in Japan. Um which obviously got canceled because the country was closed and yeah. blah, 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 blah. But, like, I would love to go to Artero, like, just to... Just to check it out. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I didn't know that. This is all the stuff that I'm, like, learning off of Instagram. There's, like, so much more on Instagram than there is Facebook. I'm just waiting until Facebook is obsolete to me because it's slowly starting. The only reason why I go on Facebook is literally because to keep up with the groups for you guys. And, like, to have content or just 
keep my presence there. You know what I mean? Like, within the groups. She's a spy. Oh, yeah. I just, like, do nothing. Like, my involvement in Facebook and the groups have really slowed down. Like, I don't comment as much as I used to. Because Facebook, like, makes me angry. It makes me angry all the time. And I'm only on it because of the groups. Yeah, it makes and me my so angry. And my grandparents have... The old people, well, they like pictures of my kids. Yeah, well, you know what I did, okay, for my parents and my mother-in-law, and maybe I should do this for my grandparents, is I actually started a Google Photos because I'm getting to the point where I'm going to start telling people you cannot post my children on social media. And if there is a picture with my kids, you need to fucking slap an emoji over their face because I don't want them on social media. And so, and that's just because you can't keep the pictures safe. And even if it's a private account, sometimes those pictures can be leaked and then the pedophiles get a hold of them and I don't want anybody jerking it to my fucking kids. Anyways, now that that's turned dark. (laughs) (laughs) So I created a Google Photos and you can have shared files, like shared albums. And like, it's really cool. You can comment. Like, it's like a group in Google Photos. And so, like, people can comment on it. They can heart the pictures. So, like, you can still be um, sociable in this album. And it stays. And you can, you know, allow people to post photos in there if you want. Like, you have full control of what can happen. And it's just just surrounding your children. And it's just my kids. And it's invite only. Nobody else can send out this link. They can't even fucking create a link. Now, what they could do is snap pictures, like screenshot. But it's people who, you know. And I put in there, like, no half-naked pictures of my kids on social media. Like, you can't, if you would like to share pictures. But I think I'm going to take that back. Because I'm just, like, inching more and more. Like, because Joanne had a picture of, my stepmom had a picture of her and Henry as her profile pic. And, like, it kind of bothered me. And so if social media is bothering me that much, I don't think I'm going to, like, I barely post my kids on there. Yeah. Like, I do the once a month post, but I didn't even do it for their six months. And so I'm just. Because it's starting to feel uncomfortable. It is. I don't like it. I don't know. I just, there's, I can't monitor who, and then, no offense, like, I started adding people, you know, who are groomers onto my page. And so I'm like, well, I don't know these people. I don't know what their lifestyle is. And I'm not saying that anybody's a pedophile. But I don't really know who's out there in Security the world. is an issue. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, hmm. Not everybody is, is who they say they are. Exactly. And you have to be aware of that. And it's Being so dark. Being a groomer is a good cover. Well, yeah, you can go into people's homes. You can say, I'm a groomer. I'm a groomer. And you work with dogs. They I work with dogs. So friendly. Yeah. People love me. Yeah. And then you, like, sneak into, like, people's, like, business and shit and stalk them. Exactly. But, so, that's what I did for my family, is I started a, an album, and I think it's been so much better. <sighs> I um, think I might transition into that, so that way I can get more off of facebook or at least like cancel like some of my stuff on facebook like take off my photos and stuff and my memories because it's not that important to me like facebook is not it's only it's only been important to me because of the groups because of the pg that i have now yeah and that is the only thing that has been like i hate i hate how 
Facebook became like an encyclopedia and you have to sift out the bullshit. Yeah. Because it's it's fucking annoying. And oh, I'm starting so slowly to like get over Facebook. But the Instagram is kind of feeding that dopamine hit. You know what I mean? Because I'm still seeing pictures. But like you don't have you don't see the comments right away. I love Instagram. I loved how it started off. I still love Instagram. I hate the ads, and I hate that they give you like now that they're putting in like posts on your actual feed. That bothers me. But I still love <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, it's it's starting to get there. Yeah, for me and. So, back to the Jordanias. Like, did anybody watch it? I would love to know. Yeah. Because, like, it, I would love to know what is happening. Like, what is it? Because there's so many things, so many things happening at that show. And I just, like, need to know. <laughs> I need to know. Like, what is it? Is it, a, is it a concert? Is it a tech talk? Is it a competition? Is it a learning environment? Like, what the fuck is it? Because it's so fascinating. And I it's still, been going on for years. But <laughs> I like, know. Now I'm just like, what is this? When it's like the production value caught your attention, you're yeah. like, this is this. Well, is. because I never, I don't, I know it's been going on for years, but I never really knew what it was. But there wasn't as much visibility as what Groom Haas has done for it. I think. <laughs> 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 all right so yeah let us know what <laughs> we took a mid-break and i was trying to feed the babies but my children are more interested in vanessa so what do you have to say for yourself oh now you don't want to talk huh huh, huh? say something Okay. All right. He only talks when mommy talks, apparently. Um, but yeah, so we're going to just jump into stories because we got a little bit. All right. Um, let's do this one, that PetSmart one. This is a long one. It's going to be great. All right. Hello, Vanessa Squared. My name is Lane. He, him. Feel free to share it. For, feel free to share it. I've been binging your podcast for the past two months. I finally caught up, so I thought I'd share a story. I first want to say how much I love you guys. You taught me how I should, should be treated as a groomer, and I, and I think it's so important. You give me so many laughs and talk about things that I'm passionate about and relate to. You really mean so much to me, and I wish we could be best friends. Oh, we are best friends. That's so sweet. Over the air. Right? Yes. That's really sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you. Anyway, to my story, which isn't really a story. I work at PetSmart. Cue mobile Vanessa <laughs> gagging. <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard of your podcast during Academy. What? Our DAT told me about it, and I spent the whole two-hour drive home <laughs> listening and laughing my ass off. That is hilarious. <laughs> well, first of all, two-hour drive home? Like, the fuck? Where? Right. Yeah. And then what's a DAT? Is that the district... District... Not attorney. No. <laughs> district what? Uh, it's probably the <laughs> trainer or something like that. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. District... Oh, yeah. District Academy trainer. There it is. The non-groomer. 
That's it. <laughs> Our DAT told me about it, and I spent the whole two-hour drive home listening and laughing my ass off. I wanted to give you guys an update on what PetSmart is doing now. Ooh! Yes. We still use HydroSurge. God, that stuff is so nasty. Oh, it. we never cleaned ours. Ever. No, I did. I have to say, I did clean it. How often? I never clean Hydro Surge out. Um, not as often as it should, but probably at least a couple times a month when I was there. No, I never it. did. Never. Never at PetSmart did I ever clean the Hydro Surge. Um, and we even didn't know that you were supposed to clean out the tubes um, every couple days. Oh, every couple days I didn't know. But yeah. Like, we, I would do the, I would clean it. Nope, never. Never cleaned it. We still use Hydro Surge. I feel very used by Elsa. She was our manager. Like, I loved her. Don't get me wrong. Like, she always made me clean. And so, it's a little unfair coming out now, years later, that she didn't make your ass fucking clean. I cleaned. Nah, she made me clean out tubes. I had to clean out, like do the like reorganizing shit of the back okay because pull the kennels out and clean behind the walls and scrub the kennels i've had to do that too scrub the bathing room walls yes but you know the thing is though you also do it i i like to clean there you go (laughs) there you go so um so we still use HydroSurge, but not the little packets like they used to. P.S. Uh, PetSmart decided to switch their system to one where you put the tubes in the bottles instead of using the packets. We always had the tubes in the bottles. Yeah, we had the so jugs. We had the jugs, and that's what we had. And I, apparently that's even worse. Um, that's all fine and dandy, but they started sending us the big bottles of shampoo months ago, and we still haven't gotten our system upgraded, which means we're not using a bathing system at all. We, we did the same. We barely, barely used, used the bathing we system. We used to just pump it out. Mm-hmm. Because the HydroSurge shampoo was god-awful. Awful. Yeah, and then you were diluting it on top of it. Ugh. Yeah. Um, on top of that, we weren't allowed to dilute, so we've been putting concentrated shampoo on dogs. Yeah, because you can't dilute it. Gotta love corporate. Well, the Hydro Surge, yeah, the Hydro Surge shampoo was, was ready to use. Was ready to use, but for it was the, concentrated for yeah, the Hydro Surge. For the Hydro Surge. But then, like, even if you did dilute it, like, in mixing bottles, it. So when I first started working there, we diluted in mixing bottles. Yeah. We had mixing bottles. We still had mixing bottles by the time we left. No, but we were 100% on mixing bottles. Whereas, like, we had mixing bottles, but, like, you weren't mixing everything. And I don't think we were on Hydro Surge when I first started. When I got there, there was Hydro Surge. And there was the Hydro Surge in the bottles. And we always hooked up the bottles to the Hydro Surge. But the Hydro Surge was disgusting. And it never worked. It never worked. So we used the concentrate on certain shampoos or we just mixed it in the bottles. We never used the jugs. And a couple of them had pumps. So we had mm-hmm. the like the pump spouts, which was nice. Yeah. And apparently you're not supposed to keep those. You're supposed to throw them out every time you use them. But we would keep them and just, like, use them, reuse them, yeah. and reuse them. And you're my, not supposed to do that. My favorite Hydro Surge shampoo, like, if I had to rate, like, was the Tangerine. Yep. It and, got the dogs really clean. Yeah. And um, I like... Oh, and then the sugar cookie. I will forever love the smell of the sugar cookie. 
And then um, their their milk bath or something like that conditioner. There was a conditioner that I loved. It was an upgraded conditioner. Yeah, it was their honey milk bath. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that. I like that too. I always use the tangerine. Yeah. Um, gotta love corporate. Also, PetSmart is trying to decide if we need a receptionist or not. They, they s- always be saying that. Yeah. They started a, a call center to see if that's better so they can pay people less. No. Basically, people who have no experience in grooming are booking all of our appointments and answering all of the questions. That's terrible. I love having less calls, but holy shit, guys, it's horrible. Yeah. They book multiple puppies in the last spots, book groom dogs, um... On bathers, bath dogs, on groomers, tell people the wrong times, etc. That's so horrible. Can only imagine I had four calls sent to through this week to book cat grooms. We don't have a cat groomer. It's what? ridiculous. We also had appointments made at our store that were meant to be in a salon in California. What the fuck? I've had that done before when we had online uh, appointments. They had to cut the online appointments in PetSmart in the beginning when we started doing the online appointments because we started getting weird online appointments. And then at Petco, we had that a couple times. That's horrible. We're in Oklahoma. How does that even happen? (coughs) She choked on it a little bit. They both did. Yeah. They go a little too far. (laughs) They're eating these little, like, silicone straw thingies. Yeah. Anyways. Our, um... Uh, most of all, the other bullshit is the same. Our store is in trouble for how many incidents we have, which I think is really funny because we do we all do our best not to hurt dogs. Yeah. No one likes it when they have an accident, but PetSmart doesn't understand that. It's always small things, too, like I nick on the ear or a mole, stupid bullshit. They still push groomers to their lim- limit. I got out of Academy mid-February, so I've been grooming about two months. I currently do four dogs a day, and my salon leader says she wants me to start taking five as soon as possible. This is an issue for me because I decided pretty much right out of Academy, thanks to you guys, that I wasn't going to push dogs past their limit. I wasn't going to push myself past my limit, and I was never going to put a dog's safety at risk in order to do more labor. I'm probably the slowest at our salon right now, doing about two hours for a smaller dog, 1.5 for a teeny one, like toy poodles. I think my time is great for two months of grooming, but not to pet smart standards. We recently had one... Jesus. He's just coughing. Yeah. Um, we recently had one groomer and one bather quit because PetSmart sucks, and I wish I could. I looked into a few places, but with only being able to group three to four dogs a day, I wouldn't make enough to pay my bills. And hopefully I'll find an opportunity for hourly and maybe benefits somewhere. I thought I would include some prices for common dogs so you guys can cringe and cry with me. A golden doodle bath and haircut is $78. A great Pyrenees bath uh, and brush is $49. Standard poodle bath and haircut $72. Mini poodle bath and haircut $52. Pomeranian bath and haircut $49. Shih Tzu bath and haircut $50. Short hair Chihuahua bath and brush $21. Yay, corporate. Those prices are all over the place. Yeah. And it just seems like the prices are like literally from store to store. Even though everyone has almost the same, about the same pricing for PetSmart. I've heard other PetSmarts charge more. Some charge less. So, like, $49. That's only a $5 increase from when I was working there. Like, barely. 
For a Pomeranian? Yeah. Yeah. So here was the thing, is that um, at Petco, depending on the Petco I worked at, they basically said, like, this is our price, but you can adjust it if you need to. So if you're... If you're doing three to four dogs a day, and like you said, it takes two hours for... Okay, so at Petco, basically, like, especially one that is, like, in a pretty, fa- a fairly nice neighborhood. I'm not saying, like, the neighborhood that you're in is, like, wealthy or not. I mean, you got to really factor in your cost of living and your time. If you're doing two, two-hour small dogs, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't believe there's anything wrong with that. If your dogs are coming out looking really nice... Just add some more to their bill. Just add, they have an upcharge of like a couple dollars for time. Yeah. Just add the time. I mean, those prices are still very low. Even if they're in a lower income area, the prices should, should still be in exactly. the 50s. They, and they really honestly make you feel that this has to be the price. The end all be all. But there's nowhere it says that it needs to be their price. It just says it's their base price. They have all of these upcharges. They have for time and scissoring. They have for extra brushing. Yeah, but it also depends on the manager. For a really long time, our manager didn't oh, allow yeah. us to yeah. add and stuff that is extra. True. So, so it could be just her, sorry, uh, his store. No. Hold on. He, him. Sorry, Lane. Yeah. Um, I had to go back to the pronouns. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. It could be his store. And is it something that you might want to consider talking to your manager about? Just, if you don't want to do, if you don't want to get stressed out, and... But I honestly, for, what what he say, two... Two, two hours months, for a small dog and one point... For two months in? Yeah, that's great. That's not bad. Yeah. You're Four fine. dogs at two months, that's amazing. They can suck a cock. Yeah, no. Stick to your, stick to your, your guns, and keep doing you. I mean, at the end of the day... <laughs> What are they going to do? Yeah, exactly. They're not going to fire you because you just went through the academy. And that's such a waste of money for them. So, and you're not doing anything wrong. I would just keep doing what you feel comfortable doing. Yeah. Because you know what? When we were working at PetSmart, right? And we had the one groomer that always stuck to her guns and was we hated her very adamant and she only did five to six dogs a day six dogs was the most and yeah you know what we hated her and we were just like but because we were jealous i think that she wasn't doing the most like we were and working our asses off and like killing ourselves and then we had to learn later that like she was right so yeah sorry about that wendy right (laughs) If you listen. Um, so do your thing. Like if you just want to cap out at five to six dogs a day, there is nothing that they can do as long as you're not injuring dogs and like you're on time. Like how are they going to fire you for keeping dogs safe? Yeah. And at two months and you're doing four dogs, that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Don't even stress fuck them yeah and i would start raising your prices slowly and gradually talk to your managers yeah see what you can do especially if you can't leave right away so anyway i thought i would at least add in one short story for you guys one day i had a super picky pet parent booked on me she had an old decrepit papillon that she liked 
long, but not too long, which literally means nothing. I asked, I had Very a long true. consultation with her and I wanted, and I thought I had figured out exactly what she wanted. During my hands-on pet assessment, I noticed the dog didn't have a lower jaw. What? So naturally I asked about it. The woman yelled, she has a jaw, what? she's just missing some teeth. Literally yelled as I was uh, poking this floppy jaw. Okay, lady, whatever. I finished the dog with no problem, problems and called mom to pick up. When she arrived, I had a dog on the table, so another groomer went to check out the dog. My coworker was holding the dog in the lobby so mom could take a look. Mom yelled, it's not short enough. Yanked the dog out of the groomer's hands, causing it to yelp and stormed off, slamming our door. What the fuck? We all started laughing because... I could have fixed it in like five minutes, but no, apparently that was not an option for this crazy lady. Another super quick sh uh, story. The other day, a man comes in and asks for prices for his two chihuahuas and pit mix. I go in the quick quote section to give him prices. Our salon leader was asking him, what kind of service are you wanting today? This man says, I just need to run to Ross. So can you like brush them for a little or something? Weird. We are not a doggy daycare, but whatever. I'll take your money and trim your dog's nails and then stick them in the kennel. I really couldn't care less. The salon leader asked if he has rabies paperwork and he says no well no they don't have rabies i mean you can just look them look at them and tell <laughs> she explains that it's the policy that they have to have an up-to-date rabies shot and he storms out slamming the door again we all laugh people are people are fucking stupid that's all for me this time uh i'll keep sending you guys stories sorry there's a baby there's dogs fighting upstairs and there's a baby fighting a boob because he's so frustrated in life. Buddy, you keep fighting mommy. I think he's hungry. It's just like his teethies hurt. You gotta start making those milk popsicles. Yeah. That's all for me this time. I'll keep sending you guys stories as I think of them or if anything else happens. I love you guys so much and I hope all is well, especially with the babies. P.S. I love your names. So cute. Your kids' names. So cute. With love. Thank you, Lane. Thank you. you. That was a beautiful... Thank you for the update. Yes. That was great. I hope all is well. Do we want to do some more stories? Um, let's just cap it at now since I'm getting bit the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> and I think they're ready for a nap. <laughs> so, oh my god, Hazel. They got up early today. Okay. We'll do um, them. Yeah. So... Let me get out my notes. Uh, we are out till next time. Send us your stories at groomerhumor at gmail.com or you can go onto our Facebook. Our website link is there. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Shit on the Table. You can tell your friends to, to listen to us at Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play and on Amazon Music. All right. Bye. We everywhere. You gonna laugh?